Sometimes in life there are certain decisions that you have to make, and some of them are not the easiest, and some of them you don't want to make, and even if you don't want to, sometimes you still have to go in a certain direction, and moving to America, unfortunately, might be one of those choices that I'm going to be making. Hello there, I'm Rafael DiFuria, back at it again on another Friday night for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. This week, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a little different. And there are some topics here that I think are really worth exploring and analyzing if actually living abroad is the best choice. Because sometimes there are moments when I am thinking that maybe actually what I have to do is go to a place where is maybe more congruent to my life and where I can maybe achieve more. But like so many episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter, out of the 320-some-odd episodes, there have been so many episodes where I've started on language, so I may as well start with language yet again. For as fluent as a person can be in any language, and I wouldn't call myself necessarily fluent in other languages other than English, but I am very comfortable in my day-to-day -day life being able to use these other languages and don't really think too much about it. Yeah, sometimes I have my moments where I struggle for a word, but for me, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's not that big of a deal. But there are definitely moments when it can be nice to be able to have the comfort of communication in your own language. I mean, even for simple things, just as being able to pick up the phone to call, I don't know, a store, an office, a restaurant, to make a reservation, whatever it can be, just being able to blurt out the words, that's nice. It's really nice to be able to have that option. And I, yeah, I mean, okay, fine, in Portuguese, like, I'm at that level where I'm comfortable to be able to do that and to be able to get through just about every interaction. But even for as comfortable as I feel in Portuguese, English is still my language at the end of the day. And I mean, look, to be able to, to, to get work done in English, to have job opportunities that are specifically in my language, yeah, I think that there's something to be said for that. And just like how I'm a citizen of Italy, and that gives me the ability to live in Italy without any problems, and that gives me the ability to live in the European Union without really thinking about it too much, just kind of showing up, showing my financial documents, and asking for the ability to reside there. I mean, it, it, it's very simple. But in the U.S., it's a country where I'm also a citizen. But even though I've not lived there since I was a minor, I can also say that I do understand things well enough there that I can kind of just slide right back into it, even if there's going to be some things that I'll have to get used to and some cultural aspects that are going to be a bit different than what I've experienced over the past 15 years. At the end of the day, I can vote there. I mean, not that I can't vote in Italy, but like Portugal, not quite an option. If I got citizenship, sure, but I mean, Again, my Portuguese, it's fine. I don't really struggle, like I said before. And I can understand articles. Sometimes I have to look up an extra word here and there. But I get the political landscape of what's going on over in the U.S. I get the, the structures in place and how they all function. And, I mean, there's something to be said about going through elementary, middle, and high school in the same country. That there are just certain things that you end up learning that you get exposure to that maybe you don't really get otherwise when you just happen to show up in a country when you're an adult. So also because I'm a citizen, that means I can just go there and live there without having to think about it and have access to what other citizens might have access to. I mean, okay, granted, because I haven't lived there as an adult, I might not have like the same kind of credit score that others might have because 
I just may have not had that opportunity to build it up. But again, this is one of the other things that I have mentioned in Not Your Average Globetrotter a number of times is that in the States, you can have a credit score and you can leverage that credit score. And I mean, I think there's really interesting ways that you can actually figure out a way of making a, a living for yourself and earning an income in a very different way than many other countries that don't have that type of system in place. Because there are so many places, it's like, again, a lot of Europe is like this, where not that all of Europe is like this, but a number of countries do have this, where your ability to get like a credit card or a loan or whatever is going to be based on your uh, your work contract. But if you can build up a history for yourself and show that actually you're doing things the way that you're supposed to be doing and to be able to then take that and be able to build a business off of that or f i don't know flip a house now I'm, I'm not saying that i want to buy a house or that i even can buy a house and yeah the cost of living has gone up immensely in america but it's also gone up other places in the world but at the same place when we're talking about making a living that there's different sorts of flexibility that exist inside of the US that don't quite exist in other places. But again, like I already have a cultural familiarity with it. Like I can open my mouth and start speaking. I can land there, arrive there and start making things happen. Uh, thankfully, like I still have connections in the US, f friends, family, friends, family that that I, I, like connections to be able to restart life again. It's not like going to the middle of nowhere and like just appearing. It's like, oh, there's this place that I happen to live now, and here I am. It is also nice to be in a place where you do have the ability to just be. And yes, okay, fine, I can go to Italy and just be, but it's not in the same way, unfortunately. And I've been enough places in the US that I know where I wanna go, and I know what I wanna do, and I know what the plan would be. And so it's just a matter of putting that into uh, effect, and it's just a matter of, actually seeing it to fruition. But of course, I mean, there are certain things that I'm much more familiar with even in Portugal than I would be in the US. And so, yeah, there are going to be things that I have to get used to and not being able to rely on a public medical system for any emergency needs. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, being able to have the freedom to go to a doctor and not be able to pay anything like I <laughs> I've mentioned so many times my first time going to the doctor in Italy and asking how much is this the the the, the cost of this visit. He was like, "There's no cost. What are you trying to bribe me or something?" <laughs> and so, yeah, going to a doctor in the U.S. is going to be a lot more expensive. But maybe uh, I think the payoff between the earning potential over there and what can be done even out here could kind of pay off. And I mean, not having to worry about paying such a huge portion of taxes towards the medical system. Yo, that's that's pretty big. And I have to be honest, as somebody who works with electronic devices, cameras, computers, screens, equipment of all sorts, that, yeah, having access to like regular priced electronic gear is quite attractive. I mean, the amount that can be added between taxes and import fees, just even if you're buying at a regular store, can be a bit prohibitive at times. And especially like when you're looking at the prices in euros versus the prices in dollars and seeing that the price, then just the number in euros is higher to begin with by hundreds of dollars in some cases, that can make it a bit frustrating at times to see like, oh, in this other part of the world, this thing that I have to buy, I could be saving a lot of money on it. Why should I be spending all of this money on what I'm doing out here to earn less? It doesn't make any sense. And so that's the other thing, the amount that you can earn and expendable income at the end of the month. I mean, like that's a pretty big deal. And 
there are few countries that have the type of expendable income that Americans have in the U.S. I mean, granted, of course, things have changed a lot and things are not perfect. And yes, the cost of living is getting higher and it's getting a lot more difficult for people. But there, again, are just certain opportunities that you can't argue with that exist out there. Could there be a time in the future that I would regret this decision? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I could immediately arrive and that that decision would be regretted just instantaneously. And I know I'd miss a lot of things over here and that there's a lot that I've become so accustomed to and ingredients or dishes or foods that are just second nature to have them available at my fingertips. But I mean, that's the good thing about the U.S. also is that you can live in an area where you have international foods available to you much more so than maybe even here, uh, whether it would be here in Italy, in, not here in Italy, here in Portugal or over in Italy or even a number of different countries. It's the options that you have available can I mean, it's more of a melting pot in some ways than many other countries in the world. And you have the mark of those countries that's been left there and that's still alive and that you have access to in maybe a more realistic way than you do sometimes in other parts of the world. I mean, I will say though that the access to Brazilian food here is definitely top notch and definitely missing out on certain things like Guarana, my favorite soda in the world. And I don't really drink soda, but Guarana is the one that I make an exception for. That will be tough to not have the same kind of access to being able to just go to a restaurant or a cafe and have it there. But also that's another thing, like the restaurant and cafe culture is completely different. So that will take a lot of getting used to as well. So it's not going to be easy, but there've been a lot of friends that I've made over the years and I'm going to miss a lot of them. And I've been very grateful to make some really wonderful friends here in Braga as well. And I mean, unfortunately, sometimes in life you have to make those tough decisions and uh, yeah. It's, it's a strange one, I'll say that for sure, but I'll, actually also, by the way, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but everything that I've talked about so far in this video is completely hypothetical. You didn't think I was actually going to move to the US, did you? No, 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 no. Like this, this video is just a hypothetical situation <laughs> that if I were to move to the US, this would be the video <laughs> that I would make. No, I definitely no plans anytime soon <laughs> to head over to that part of the world. Not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I would say if I were to move to the US, if I had an interest in living in that part of the world, <laughs> that these might actually be some legitimate reasons that I might have towards that direction of actually moving there, but no. But this episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter has been spoken about from an entirely hypothetical point of view. Yes, I'm having a bit of a laugh here, but I apologize for those of you who I might have scared along the way, but I do think actually there is genuinely something to be explored. That when you are moving abroad, that you can't just simply say, I'm living there, I'm going to be there, and not give yourself the option to go back. I will say, though, that I have said in many episodes that you shouldn't necessarily make it too easy for yourself to go back, that you shouldn't just say like, okay, if it doesn't work in a year, I'm going to go back. Because by the time that a year rolls around, that's when things actually start getting fun. Like that's when you start getting into a rhythm of things after a few years or after many years. This is a different story. So, I mean, okay, after a number of years, if you really see that it doesn't work for you and that you really feel as though your place to be is in the country that you're from, then there's no harm in that at all. And so this is one of the reasons why I also say in so many episodes that there are some people who living abroad is just, they're really not cut out for it. And it's not the appropriate choice for them. Is it 
a better choice to be abroad for some people? Yes, but it's not for everybody. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to explore in this video is that there are certain things to be said. Many people feel that their country that they're from is really a horrible place or the place that they can't be, that they have to escape and run away from. There are potentially some legitimate reasons why it could be a place worth staying or going back to and calling home because there is a certain familiarity with being able to remain in the place that you are from especially if you are a citizen of that country. So there's that little caveat there that if you do have that ability, and not every country is like that. And I would say maybe the US, there are certain opportunities that you will find there that don't exist in other places. But for me, not having those opportunities that I would have if I were directly in the US, those are certain things that I'm willing to kind of put on the back burner and give a little bit of a backseat to because I think what I gain by having a life out here in Portugal, in Italy, wherever, that there are certain things about that that I have maybe a little bit more freedom in my day, that I don't have to be part of the hustle culture, that I can work to live rather than live to work. So anyway, I hope that in some way, maybe this episode has actually been helpful to somebody who's maybe been thinking about moving back to the States and maybe thinking, what are the reasons, if they should, if they shouldn't, and again, I'm not planning to go back to that part of the world. I have zero plans. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, there are certain decisions in life that can be challenging. And moving to the U.S. for me is definitely not one of them. I have zero plans to make that happen at all. I am very happy where I am right now. So anyway, I'll round out this episode here and say a huge thank you to those of you who helped to make episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter like this possible on a monthly basis through patreon.com slash rafaeldifuria or through the one-time donations such as the thanks button here on YouTube as well as rafaeldifuria.com. Thank you all for sharing these episodes, liking and interacting with them in the comment section and sharing your thoughts on the topics that are discussed. Of course, this has been another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Not Your Average Globetrotter will be continuing and back next Friday. So don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. And yes, I'm still Rafael Di Furia and I will indeed see you all next Friday. Later. 